Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Empire Rolls preview show on a Friday afternoon. Well, if you're watching this on Periscope via Twitter, please send in your comments and thoughts about the Watford match and how you think it's going to go. And we can interact with you as well. This podcast is supported by Blue Collar Street Food, and I've been joined by Alex Everson. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? Afternoon, Paul. Yeah, pretty good. It's Friday afternoon, so no real complaints, you know, end of the working week and everything like that. Yeah, it's an interesting world, isn't it? COVID world at the moment. But here we go into the Watford match. First of all, let's talk about the transfer action that we've not seen this week that we were hoping to see. We were hoping to see Rodrigo Recalme join us, but he has ended up at a rival club in the championship, Bournemouth. Transfer world is strange. We don't know exactly what's happening there, but what do you think has happened with that? <laughs> I mean, it seems like Reading have taken quite a long time to get something over the line. Um, whether that's Reading's fault, whether that's a mix of, you know, Atletico Madrid taking a long time to arrange his contract or um, Recalme just not, you know, really keeping Reading as a first choice and keeping it in his back pocket, as it were, in case nobody else came in. Who really knows? Um, but I'm sure he's had a lovely, you know, three weeks staying at the Modeski Stadium Hotel. So, look, we don't know whether he's going to be successful in the championship or not. It's one of those things that you can't really, can't really complain. Well, we don't really have too many complaints because he was never our player. So, you just got to live with it, I guess, and move on to the other transfer rumours which are out there. Um, and it looks like we've been linked with, with two players today as well, both potentially coming in on loan. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, I hope Rodrigo enjoyed our hotel food because maybe if that was the tipping point, our hotel food person needs to look, be ashamed of himself. He's let himself down. But um, I don't think that is the case. It's probably money. And possibly, we cannot completely confirm this, uh, the EFL have Reading under an embargo. We don't know that for a fact, but that's kind of like reading in between the lines. Well, yeah, Panovic keeps saying, not as far as, he, as far as he knows, he doesn't think they're under an embargo, but... It's going to be one of those things which no one's going to ever really be sure, are they, whether we are or not. Um, so, fingers crossed that some of these other rumours come in before Monday. We've only got, is it 48 hours really, or maybe just over 48 hours when we're recording this before the window closes for international transfers for this season. Um, and both of the links that we've got at the minute are, are outside, so the outside the UK. So, we're linked with uh, Asamoah from Inter Milan which would be a pretty incredible acquisition if we were to get him on loan. Guys We've become their feeder club, haven't we, Alex? With George a little Wilson bit, yeah. Season. They, yeah. <laughs> it, feels, it feels a little bit like Inter Milan, are, Inter Milan are just supplying us with players. Um, 
but he's played 150 games in the top flight in Italy and he was Juventus' left back for what five years it, whilst Juventus were winning Serie A every year it's a pretty good um, pretty good record if you ask me so if we were to get him, him in I mean I think it's probably a pretty bad situation for Omar Richards but you'd imagine that he's probably a big step up on that so um, can't can't complain if he comes in really and then uh, the other player we've been linked with is uh, at Chicago Fire at the minute although apparently the loan deal has been rejected pretty quickly it's um, somebody called Frankowski who plays on the right wing Polish player who was brought in by Paunovic whilst he was managing Chicago Fire a few years ago um, they don't seem very keen to, to send him out on loan though no I could understand that I mean I'm sure we want a fee for him don't the clubs at the moment in the COVID craziness that we're in right now um, I kind of, I saw a review there from uh, Right Bank Warsaw, who obviously covers uh, Polish football completely and says he's a bit erratic. He uh, can be very, very good on his day, though, essentially. Yet another link with someone who reminds me of Jimmy Kebe. Uh, Norwich obviously signed a Polish winger as well. And it's kind of, I saw him play as one of the similar kind of styles. It's going to be okay some days and not so good on others. But if you are watching this, on Periscope, interact with us, let us know your thoughts on what's happening. So Watford coming up on Saturday. It's going to be a tough one, isn't it, Alex? Really tough. Yeah, I mean, Watford have obviously had a very, very solid start to the season. They haven't conceded a goal yet. They beat Luton last week. Um, came down from the championship, uh, came down to the championship this season. I mean, you really... Watford are going to be one of the teams up there at the end of the season. If we can't, um, we can't really expect to get three points from them. I think it's not one of these games that we can then we can just turn up to and expect three points out of. So it's going to be a tough match. Yeah, definitely. If Lucas Jow is fit, that will make a big difference. Would you want to risk him though? Um, I'm not sure. I think I'd possibly give him a few weeks off and give him that international break. Maybe a sub, Alex? Uh, I mean, I feel like if you're going to play, if, you, if you're going to pick him, you might as well start him, personally. Um, because if you're going to put him on the bench, are you really that desperate to get a point or uh, maybe, you know, potentially three points against Watford that you're going to put Zhao on and, and risk him for maybe 20 minutes, but you might end up risking him making his injury worse like I don't think it's really worth the risk personally I think you either start him um, you either start him and play him for 90 minutes as you would as if he wasn't injured or you go with just saying we're just going to let him recover give him the weekend off and, and not play him and, and change the system up a bit yeah, totally. One player we will be missing will be Aruna. He's going to be out between eight and ten weeks. Now we're on our third choice right back. Tom Holmes did absolutely fine when he came on at the weekend against Cardiff, but it could be a bit of a baptism of fire against Watford, really playing, starting the match. I think we don't really have much choice, unfortunately, with the amount of um, you know the amount of right backs now that we've lost is what we. I mean, we've lost two, but there isn't really many right backs left at the club. There's Tenai Watson, and then. Tom Holmes and that's kind of it <laughs> so Tom Holmes is yeah he's getting a little bit thrown into the fire again I mean he's he's had it previously though he got thrown in against uh who was at Bolton a few years ago and he came up against the Fondra and he did fine so 
you know, I think it's just going to be it's going to be one of those issues that we're going to have until until maybe the end of the window. Perhaps we see us linked with the the crew defender again before the end of the domestic window, which isn't for two weeks yet. Um, so we'll see if we'll see if anybody comes in to kind of cover that position. Whether Yeardham comes back fit, we don't know. That this is his second kind of longer term injury, I guess, in the past six nine months. Um, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be good to see whether Yeardham comes back. But if he doesn't, then I think we're definitely going to have to go out and sign someone of some kind, whether that's on loan or permanent deal. Yeah, see that Callum's also predicting a draw on uh, Saturday, and he's also looking forward to the six cameras on I follow. I follow. That would be an absolute beauty, won't it? Normally, it's well, like two cameras and somebody. Doesn't yeah, know. we're on we're on international TV this weekend, so yes. um, there's clearly some yeah big big Serbian derby with with um, <laughs> Ilic as the Watford manager as well. So I think it must have been picked up in Serbia as you know first choice first choice match in the championship. Um, so we get slightly better coverage. Uh, at least for cameras this weekend. So we might actually get replays and, you know, see some offside decisions which uh, go against us this week. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game, a really massive game. If we manage to win this game, with all the injuries we've got, I start to believe slightly, not completely, because obviously who knows what can happen with only still only be four games in. But if we manage to get 12 points from 12 against a team that's recently been relegated from the Premier League, that would be a fantastic task this season, wouldn't it, Alex? I mean, yeah, nine, uh, if we're on 12 points from 12 before the international break, given how many people were predicting that we were going to struggle this season again, um, if we get 12 points after four games, we only got 50-something last season, 54, was it, in the end? Um, so to, to have 12 after four matches is just stupendous. Um, and I don't know whether I'd start to believe in promotion or anything like that straight away <laughs> after four games. But I mean, it does set a marker down if you beat a team like Watford. They're not they're not going to be a side who are who are down in twelfth or thirteenth. You'd think at the end of the season they are going to be in and around that kind of top six area. So if you can put them away early on in the season, there's no there's no real reason that you can't at least consider the fact that your team might be in and around that position by the end of the season as well. Um, obviously you've got to take some kind of warnings that teams do get off to fast starts and fade Charlton are a very good example obviously our season when they came to play us at the end of the at the end of August which I guess is the end of the first month they were top of the table and ended up getting relegated whilst I don't think that will happen to Reading it's just worth kind of I guess tempering expectations a little bit if we do beat Watford and Whilst it's nice to get excited, uh, not put too much pressure and expectation, I guess, on the squad. Yeah, and if we do miss out on Jao, do we start with just Puskas up front? Because we've seen Puskas up front and he finds it such a tough role to play. It's not his natural position. Or do we switch up and go to up front? Or what do you think? I mean, it's a difficult one because with... The with the rumor that has appeared on Twitter this morning around Ajaria's injury or Ajaria not training at least for the last couple of days, um, you now expect Mate to start as well. Um, but now, if Ajaria is not going to be playing, Swift isn't playing, it really leaves you quite thin in terms of creativity. So, I think I would probably I, I don't see why you wouldn't want to start two up front and then play Elise behind. Um, 
and then you play Elise, Rinomota and Laurent as your central three, um, and then don't play wide players, essentially. Um, I mean, you just, unfortunately, we just don't have that kind of depth to be able to, to sub in sub in extra wide players and then play Mate and Pushkes up front. I think that would probably be my preferred option. Um, we've kind of seen Pushkes up front on his own. He does struggle. I don't really think he's suited to that kind of game. Mate up front on his own is a possibility, I guess. Um, whether that comes through or not and actually is successful is another matter. Um, I, I think I would probably prefer to see the two of them up front together. I think that worked best. So what is your score prediction, Alex? Uh, I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Uh, Watford haven't conceded a goal, as I said earlier. We've obviously only conceded the one goal so far against Cardiff. Um, I'm not sure either team's going to give up many chances. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go with a 1-0 Reading win. I think we'll sneak some kind of a set piece again. Um, maybe outperform Watford in terms of like just clinical edge. Uh, I think they might look a little bit more threatening than us, but I think they, you know, I think we'll hopefully create one or two big chances. And if we can put that one away so far this season, it does feel like we're not giving up enough chances that, um, that they'll be able to equalize um, against us. So I'm going to go one nil Reading. What about you, Paul? Um, I'm going to go one all. Um, you hear this in the next bit that's coming up. So now it's time for the Watford van. So we're now joined by Ben Aton from the Watford podcast, Voice of the Vic. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Paul. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. As good as you can be in this crazy 2020, isn't it? It's a weird one. Yeah, it's mad. Um, it's strange not being able to go to an actual game and we're watching it through um, this our mobile phones and through the TVs, you just want to get there. Like we, we had our local derby last week and it wasn't the same uh, watching it through the TV. So I can't wait for all of this to pass over, but I think we might be here for a long time still. Yeah, that was the first time you played Luton in over a decade, wasn't it? So win that game must have been huge for you. Yeah, 14 years since we last played them. I think that, that, that victory was actually our first win over them at home for 33 years as well, which is mad to think about it. Um, so, yeah, really happy to get that win. But, yeah, it wasn't the same. Like, waking up match day, the, the buzz wasn't really there. And it, even watching it, it, it was it was quite a naff game. There was, there was nothing saying about it was a local derby. So what we're saying is that you didn't play that well and you scraped through and you're going to be okay for us to play you this week. Is that what you're saying there, Ben? <laughs> Pretty much. Our performance was much better than the other two games that we had. Um, but yeah, it, there wasn't much to the game, to be fair. Um, just to, Yeah, we, we should, should have won by three or four, but we're still getting up to speed. We're on to transition still with this new manager and getting his ideas across. So it's going to take a while, but improvements are there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I look at Watford's squad team and I just think for myself, that's a team that probably should be winning the league. or will be very close to it. But look at the quality you've got. I mean, you've got Glenn Murray, who was an ex-player at Reading on loan. And yeah. He's not even getting in the team. I mean, that's ridiculous trends. Yeah, it is. Um, I think Watford, um, when we announced our squad numbers, every other club in the championship was looking at that saying, Watford are going to walk this league because he saw the likes of Delafeu, Pereira, Saar, Capu, Decore. But the reality is we've just came out of the Premier League. We need to cut our costs. 
we're we're in a pandemic the revenue's gone down massively so most of those stars are actually going to go this season so we still have a good um squad left behind but there's a lot of youngsters that are inexperienced uh, it's got it's going to be interesting to see how we actually do this season but hopefully we can keep hold of some of those key players like the likes of Troy Deeney who's been at the club for 10 years he looks like he could possibly be off as well but I'd quite like him to stick around for one more season with Watford but if, if he goes like you say we've got Glenn Murray and I think he could do a good job at Watford but it's just whether he gets this in the side start of Instead of Ismail Sara and Joel Pedro, Joel Pedro has been brilliant this season. Um, he's only 19 years of age, scored his first goal in English football at the weekends. And there's a, there's a lot of talk and hype about Joel Pedro. I think he was linked with Manchester City and Liverpool before he joined us. Um, so he's one to watch for the season ahead. This is kind of just making me more nervous about the match on Saturday. <laughs> such quality. Sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, no, one thing I would say about Watford this season so far, you're not scoring many goals. On the flip side, you're hardly letting anything in. Yeah. But what kind of style are you seeing from your new manager? Um, he, he's basing it all down the wings. Um, he's using the full-backs. Uh, we're, we're keeping possession a lot more, which you kind of expect when you jump down from a premiership to the championship. You're going to have a lot more possession-based football. So, it's, yes, pos- possession-based Football, the fullbacks are getting really high up the pitch. I think I saw a stat earlier that our young um, right back, Jeremy Nakakia, he actually had about 75% of his touches in for Luton's half at the weekend. So that just shows how important and how high up that our fullbacks are getting. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's an attacking bland of football now, which is exciting. Um, we've actually got mobile strikers up top without Troy Deeney in the side. I know many Watford fans have wanted Troy out of the side maybe last season. And it, it's, it's refreshing to see with a bit of pace of Ismail Sarr and Pedro up front now. We, we kind of stretch defenders now and we've got that extra bit of pace up front. So yeah, possession-based football, we're using a lot of width. Um, the number 10 role as well, we're creating a lot of chances through. So yeah, it's... Um, it's good football. It's not the long ball up to Troy Dean, which we saw for the last five years, I'd say. Definitely. It's amazing to hear a Watford fan being slightly negative about Troy Deeney. Because um, as an outsider, he just epitomises Watford for me. And a lot of us championship clubs would love to have had a striker like that. But I guess when you're in the Premier League, it's a comparison, is it, of what you're up against? Yeah, definitely. I absolutely love Troy Deeney. So does my co-host, Mike Duffy. He's um, he's actually from Birmingham, so he's got a massive soft spot for Troy. But yeah, he's an absolute... um, He's a club legend. He's been at the club for 10 years. He he didn't start very well at the club. He ended up having that spell in prison as well. Um, But he worked incredibly hard to come back. I think when he was released from prison, he was like seventh seventh choice striker. So he worked his way back up and then he got um, 20 goals in the championship for three consecutive seasons. He did well in premiership. I think he's might have hit about 50 Premier League goals now as well. Probably 40 of them have been penalties. <laughs> but, um, Take them, they, they don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're still goals and that, that's what... I'm, they all count. So, um, but yeah, I think it's... Watford fans, they love Troy Deeney, but they've also realised that he's, he's 33 now, I think. Um, his legs are kind of going. The presence of Troy Deeney is still there, but the legs are going. And I think in the Championship, you, you need you need legs. And... Um, 
our problem in the Prem was we were just playing Troy Deeney up front on his own. Maybe if we play him alongside um, Ismail Sarr or Jao Pedro, then maybe that would benefit him and he could get the flick-ons. But if, if he does move on, we, we, we would be very, it would be a very sad day and we wish him all the best. But um, I think maybe he's got one more year left with the club because um, this is his 10th year. Um, so it would be quite sad to see him go. Yeah, well, he's a quality striker. But as you've gone through all the ones that you've got there, your strength is just ridiculous. Are there any players that, obviously you've been in the Premier League for a long time now, any players that you look at from Reading in our current run, three consecutive wins? I can't stop mentioning that because that's a miracle for Reading. <laughs> Forget the start of the season. Are there any players that stand out that you're a little bit concerned about maybe from our team? I'm really impressed with the start of Reading, actually. I, I had a look at your Twitter page the other day and I saw that you put a stat up or retweeted a stat that it's taken three games for you to get three victories. And before that, it was double figures, like 12 and 13. So it's been an absolutely brilliant um, start to the season. Um, me and Mike Stunner predicted um, league tables and we wasn't... I think we both did mid-tables, so we've really been taken by surprise. But maybe that's the impact of your new Serbian manager that's came in and I've seen that you've got a lot of dead wood out of the squad, which was probably holding you back and now the youngsters are flourishing under a new manager. I've seen there's a lot of fighting spirit in the club now. They're all fighting for a shirt and it... <laughs> There's a, there's a few people who I'd worry about for Reading this weekend, but like Lucas Gell, I've seen he's dislocated his shoulder, so he's probably touching go whether he's going to play at the weekend. Obviously, Swift is injured. Um, so the fit players, it's going to be the youngster you've picked up from um, Liverpool, which, which is, I can't believe you got him for 3.5 million, which is an absolute steal in football nowadays. Um, so he would be one to look out for. Um, over you, you were... Ovi Ajaria, yeah. Yeah, I, could, I, could, I couldn't pronounce his name. Yeah, we <laughs> love Ovi. We love Ovi. But the thing is about Ovi, when you watch him, you'll see that he'll do something amazing. Yeah. And then he'll maybe hold on for a bit too long. And then he'll do something that may think, oh, yeah, no, that's why he's hyped. He just, oh, really? You don't know what's going to come next. He hasn't quite put it all together. But there's huge potential there. Yeah, and also George Puskas as well. Um, really highly rated Romanian striker, isn't he? He did well at the Euros. Um, so I've seen that he's not really a like-to-like replacement for um, Lucas Jao, is he? Um, and he, he tends to have prefer to have someone up top with him. So um, it depends what kind of system you're going to play. If you're going to carry on playing the system that you've done at the last few games, um, you might have to put another striker up with Puskas. But yeah, I do worry about those two. And also, you've yeah, got a. Um, I've seen that your right back's possibly out injured as well. He went off at the weekend. Yes, Araruna. So we're now that would be we'll now be on our third choice right back. So we started with Annie Yidam, who's definitely absolutely fine in the championship. Yeah, Araruna, not quite sure on, but he's actually done quite well when he's come in. Now we're down to a very young player, Tom Holmes. So he looks fine, but it's a big match for him to come in against the quality yeah. that the Watford have got. So you might be able to take advantage of that. Hopefully not. We'll see how it goes in the Serbian derby, as we might as well call it. Yeah. <laughs> it's an unusual one, isn't it? It'll be interesting to see them two up against each other because they, they, from the outside looking in, um, I don't know too much about him, but he seems quite similar to our manager as well. Um, like, both got a winning mentality as well. And it, it came across in the, both of the sides' performances. And you, you're not really leaking goals either. Um, and you look really good from set pieces as well. So I think it's going to be an interesting game this weekend. I think it'd be tight. If Lucas Jarrett's fit, 
I'd be more optimistic. Yeah. Um, if Puskas comes in, we're going to have to change the whole formation because if you play him up front on his own, he doesn't really suit him at all. But yeah. I was thinking about earlier about an old game from Watford and when we had the phantom goal. At the Victory. ghost goal. <laughs> the ghost goal. That is still one of the most amazing moments in football. I mean, anybody watches it. It's nowhere near going in, is it, Ben? Yeah, no, not at all. That was was that Stuart Atwell. Um, yeah. it, we're, we're not a massive fan of him at Watford. I, he, he, every time he comes to Vicarage Road, he always makes a mistake. I don't think he's... He might be a secret Luton fan, who knows? But yeah, I, I can't believe to this day the ball went across the line from a goal <laughs> kick or a corner. I'm not sure what one it was, but it was it was a few yards wide of a goalpost. So he just pointed for the centre circles. I can't believe it. Yeah, I know some Watford fans, and every time I see them, I have to bring that goal up because it's just so ridiculous, isn't it? It's, yeah, whenever we think of Reading, that comes to mind straight away. It, the goals go, and also Brendan Rodgers. Uh, oh, yes, Brendan Rodgers, yes. Yeah, yeah, they're the two that stick out with Reading. Yeah, he came to us, and it really didn't work out. Um, it's fair to say his career since has gone quite well, hasn't it, Ben? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he had massive potential at both of our clubs, didn't he? And you could see he could go on and do bigger things, and fair play to him. He's done absolutely incredible, winning like back-to-back titles at Celtic and going in at Leicester. Like, that, that was going to be a difficult job to go from the SBL to the Premier League with Leicester, but he's done brilliant, and fair play to him. Yeah, astonishing job. I mean, he's a completely Reading person as well. He lived here for many years, so that's why, yeah. as he said at the time, that's why he was tempted back. But also someone who comes up in our mind is Tommy Smith. Now, he is a legendary transfer that never happened for us. <laughs> he was on our way to the Monaskey Stadium, and he went, no, no, I'm going to sign for Portsmouth instead. Uh, yeah. He's Whenever we have a transfer, he comes up as the reference point. Never believe it. Until really? it's over yeah, totally. It's such a strange... We had one with Raquel May. Everyone believed that was going to happen. He signs for Bournemouth. We've had our Tommy Smith for our younger generation. So how do you think it's going to go on Saturday, Ben? What's the score? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a tight one. I think both teams aren't going to leak goals. I think it's going to come down to maybe one or two goals. If it could end up being a draw, but looking at your squad at the moment, you, you're high on confidence, but those big injuries that's hit you at the weekend, I think that could possibly affect you. So it might swing momentum into Watford's favour. So I'm I'm going to stick to probably a 1-0 Watford away win. No, I think that's fair enough. Um, I'm going to go for a draw. I think so much depends on all those things you just said, the injuries and who's going to be playing and what kind of level of fitness. But, I would take a draw right now because if we manage to pick up 10 points, that'd be a great start. So thank you, Ben, uh, for joining us. You should go and check out their podcast and their Twitter page and their Facebook, Voices of the Vic. Definitely give it a look. So cheers. Uh, Thanks a lot for listening and we'll be back next week. Cheers.